Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to Saving Lives in Slow Motion. Today, I'd like to talk about type 2 diabetes. Now, most people will have heard of diabetes, and I want to start this episode, although I'm talking about type 2 diabetes, uh, by talking a little bit about type 1 diabetes, which is usually something that develops in early life and is an autoimmune condition where your pancreas stops making insulin and you need insulin replacement for life. I'm not going to cover that condition in this episode because it is something that needs specialist treatment and there's a lot of exciting stuff going on in that world in terms of monitoring blood glucose for safety reasons and the management of type 1 diabetes thanks to some great work by people like Professor Partha Carr is hopefully becoming safer and much improved. Okay, anyway, on to type 2 diabetes. What is it? Why? What is diabetes? Where does the word come from even? Well, it's derived from a Greek word meaning siphon, and the second part of diabetes, which to give diabetes its full name, is diabetes mellitus, and mellitus comes from the Latin word meaning sweet. Now, most people know that diabetes, whether it's type 1 or type 2, means that you have too much sugar in your blood. But how does that come about in type 2 diabetes? We've just said in type 1 diabetes it's because of a malfunction of the pancreas. What about type 2 diabetes? Well, it's complex. And one of the things I I think is, is really awful in healthcare is when people feel shame about having a condition and for many years what I've seen in hospital medicine um, and less so in general practice is if you have type 2 diabetes as a patient often certainly 20 years ago and prior to that it was a difficult condition to live with because trips to the doctor often meant that you were being told off each time saying look you know you've really got to cut down on your sugar and you know your blood sugar control's not been good um here's some more medication and we'll see you in six months and thankfully things have moved on from then and i remember a really lovely inspiring diabetes consultant called tony knight at stoke mandeville hospital who used to take groups of patients with diabetes on long inspiring walks and 
you'd come away from you know these weekends or whenever it was completely inspired and empowered now that side of things has really improved in the last 20 years but he was really one of very few people doing it at the time because he understood that it was often a difficult condition to live with because if you look at the complications or the potential complications of diabetes it's pretty much everything and back in an era when doctors used to talk a lot more about disease and what would happen if your disease got worse it wasn't always easy to live with type 2 diabetes having said that now um in in recent years there's been a lot more understanding of the science behind what leads to type 2 diabetes now i'm going to shamelessly use my own framework for this because all of the things that I want to talk about are within it. And I'm going to talk about the health loop, which is in my book, The Health Fix. And it's the eight factors that give rise to your symptoms at any particular time or any non-communicable disease. And not in any particular order. And this absolutely goes for type 2 diabetes. They are genetics, environment, stress, sleep, diet, exercise, exposure to sunlight, historic infections. And actually, that's it. That's all eight. Now, before we get into those, I want to just talk a little bit about how diabetes comes about. How is it that you can be someone who doesn't have type 2 diabetes to suddenly overnight being told from a blood test that you have type 2 diabetes? Well, the process that goes on in the body is one of insulin resistance. And in order to explain that, we've got to understand what insulin does. It's one of the most important hormones, if not the most important hormone in our bodies. And to cut a long story short, every time we have an intake of any sugar, whatever type it is, you know, whether it's fructose or glucose or sucrose, doesn't matter. Our pancreas will secrete some insulin into our bloodstream to make sure that our sugar levels are kept well balanced. Now the problem starts to occur when your pancreas has to start effectively working harder. So if you're constantly having big spikes in sugar, and a a really crude example of this is if you, I don't know, ate, you know, a, a chocolate donut every hour and a half through the day, you get a massive spike in sugar. And then naturally, you have to get a big spike in insulin to to bring that sugar level down. And then when you eat the next donut, you get another spike in sugar. And this kind of yo-yoing of your your pancreas churning out insulin leads eventually over, over years to a process called insulin resistance. And that's when your body's tissues don't respond to insulin. The way I like to think about it is, is that insulin is a bit like a shepherd uh, trying to get sheep back into a particular field, the sheep being glucose. And, and what insulin does is tries to get glucose back into cells out of the bloodstream. But with insulin resistance, it's almost like, you know, the insulin's being ignored and your tissues, and by that I mean, you know, your muscles, fat, your liver, just don't respond to the insulin. And as a result, glucose builds up. The sheep are just left to do what they want. And really, um, and again, you know, this is just in terms of my preventive hat. If you're trying to kind of stop 
the onset of type 2 diabetes, you want to take action when someone is developing insulin resistance. And, you know, sometimes you have no symptoms of this, but at other times you might find, you know, after eating you feel sleepy. And that's because if you've got a high level of insulin, insulin can also make you feel a bit drowsy. Another one may be that you've suddenly found that you're more tired or that you still feel hungry after meals or that your eyesight has suddenly got worse, although that happens with ageing sometimes anyway, or that you've suddenly put on more weight, particularly around your waist. Now, going back to the eight factors, because I really want to explain how this condition comes about, there is a bit of an accusation that, look, you know, it's completely lifestyle-driven. It's all about, you know, eating too many cakes and biscuits and all that sort of stuff. That is unhelpful in my opinion and shaming people is not the way to look at any condition I don't think. So let's start with genetics. If you've got a family history of type 2 diabetes you are more likely to develop it. It goes for a lot of conditions including heart disease, rheumatoid arthritis, some other autoimmune conditions and certain cancers. So genes are important. What about environment? Well there's some evidence that air pollution contributes to type 2 diabetes and this would fit although there are lots of other factors involved with parts of the world where pollution is high for example parts of eastern asia and environment is is an interesting word of course some people might think i was going to talk about the environment that you're around you know if you work in a a sweet shop or something um and I actually do have a friend who works for a biscuit company who says that it's actually really hard not to eat biscuits because they're just they're they're out you know for consumption for free um I love a good biscuit but um yeah too much of anything is bad so environment um in the broader sense is is important not always something we can do anything about Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Stress and sleep. Um, you wouldn't naturally think that stress and sleep might affect blood sugar control. But boy, does it. And if you look at the data from people who are sleep deprived or shift workers where their circadian rhythm is disrupted, then um, actually there is quite a big correlation between type 2 diabetes and poor sleep patterns. Um, same goes for high levels of stress. Stress, when we feel stress, we churn out adrenaline and cortisol, and those hormones essentially increase our blood sugar, which means our insulin response has to work a lot harder. So, you know, that stereotype of the person losing their temper in a really high powered job, and, you know, or someone who feels a lot of stress at work, that isn't good for us in terms of our blood sugar, let alone our mental health. What else? Diet, exercise. Now these two are often the cornerstone of what everyone talks about when it comes to type 2 diabetes. Me personally, I would argue that stress and sleep are equally important in other ways. I've seen people who've got the the best diet in the world um, and exercise a lot. But actually if your stress and sleep are up the creek that is still enough to um, nudge you into type 2 diabetes. Seen it time and time again. Now, diet's an interesting one. Um, Many years ago, I wrote to a big organisation that um, is relevant to diabetes. I'm not going to name them because the information they were sending out in terms of food and diet was abysmal. And the understanding of what you should and could eat if you have type 2 diabetes in a particular day. The information was just wrong, frankly. And I said earlier on, it's not about shaming. It's about a shared understanding of all the factors that really are at play when it comes to the development of type 2 diabetes. Now, diet is really important. And many of you will have come across low-carb diets. And there are some brilliant pioneers in this world. David Unwin is one, a GP colleague who works in the northwest of England. There's also Jesse Inchauspey, who's a biochemist, goes by the name of Glucose Goddess. And pioneer is quite a strong word to use. Why am I saying that? Well, David, because he's managed to actually translate the research on low-carbohydrate diets into a real-world population, his practice population, by preventing and reversing type 2 diabetes using low-carbohydrate-based diets. And with Jessie, I think it's just because um, if you follow her on Instagram, you'll see that she posts lots of graphics um, displaying responses um, in terms of blood sugar and what you eat. And of course, you know, in modern times, there's now continuous glucose monitoring. A lot of companies offer this where you can, in real time, actually see what's happening to your blood sugar and, and as a result, what would be happening in terms of your insulin response to your blood sugar. 
or blood glucose, I should say, more strictly speaking. And, you know, people go on about, oh, is there any evidence for this? Is there any evidence for it? Well, actually, you know, uh, yes, there is. You know, it's we know that if you have poor blood glucose control, you end up with poor blood insulin control and you are more likely to become insulin resistant and and therefore more likely to become diabetic. It's it's really hard to study prevention, really hard. Um, but certainly, I'll, I'll post some links in the show notes where you can see this. And just going back to the other factors very quickly, the remaining ones, uh, sunlight is a euphemism for vitamin D. Historic infections can prime your body uh, for autoimmunity, and there's definitely an element of immune dysfunction in type 2 diabetes. Now, I could talk about the drugs used to treat type 2 diabetes. I'm going to post a link to that because it's it's pretty dull, but they've changed over the years in terms of what we use nowadays, and some of them are, are really I think superb drugs. I still think metformin is an excellent drug which stops something called gluconeogenesis which is sort of the the formation of new glucose in your liver. But all in all um it's one of these conditions that you know it, it it's if you think about the end points of type 2 diabetes it's so linked to heart disease and kidney failure and glaucoma and cataracts and something called retinopathy where you get new blood vessel formation in your eyes, macular edema, which is another type of eye condition, all because that high level of blood glucose causes inflammation and oxidative stress and immune dysfunction, which I talk about the features of non-communicable diseases. They all share those three things. But if you if you look at all eight of those factors and address them, even if you're doing a little bit more exercise or eating a little less carbohydrate and getting to sleep a little bit earlier, all of these things, uh, what I call in the book, the drawstring effect, make a difference. And I can hand on heart tell you I've had countless patients with pre-diabetes or new onset type 2 diabetes whose condition has got better and is better managed because of lifestyle changes it's doable and as we get older we become more naturally insulin resistant anyway Um, but you know if you can keep on top of it for as long as possible then that's great and as I always say um, you know if I'm going to develop a disease I'd rather it was at the age of 80 than 60 so you know no one's um, perfect but if you really want the hacks for preventing type 2 diabetes or if you're a newly diagnosed pre you know with pre-diabetes where you're in that camp where you have an HbA1c reading which is the blood test that measures glucose control over a period of time is borderline then a low carbohydrate diet getting to bed early making sure you don't snack between meals getting some exercise it doesn't matter whether it's walking or running or strength work like lifting weights, something is better than nothing. Managing your stress, those things all help reduce your blood glucose and as a result will generally make you less insulin resistant, making it less likely for you to nudge yourself towards type 2 diabetes. Really important topic, I think. Public health-wise, it's an enormous issue and the rates of type 2 diabetes are skyrocketing year in, year out. A lot of that's to do with the industry of ultra-processed food and the kind of modern lifestyles of 24-hour living. 
If you want something that is totally tailored to you and works with you as a person, then do try my book, The Health Fix. It is totally bespoke. It lays out your story, lays out your issues, and then gives you some hacks to apply that will work with you in your individual life. And prevention of type 2 diabetes is definitely one of them. Okay, I hope you enjoyed that and I hope it was useful and gives you a little bit more of an understanding of what the condition is. There's lots of links in the show notes. Please do have a look at them. And again, thank you for listening. Thank you for all the suggestions as well. I do love them. And until next time, do stay well, look after yourself. Take care. Bye for now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.